Hello, Michelle Laurie here. It's no secret that Australia's property market is out of control these days, but I, for one, can't seem to stop following along. I've become a bit obsessed with it, to be honest. What's up, what's down, and who on earth is paying those prices for those houses? So I want to personally recommend a podcast for you. It's called Real Property. It'll keep you across the latest information on the Australian property market in a clear and easy-to-digest way. Real Property, building a community of more informed property buyers. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The producers of this podcast recognize the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. The following podcast contains content of a graphic, violent nature and is not suitable for children. Well, within a few years, he's gone from being, you would assume, a prospect for the commentary, which is the most powerful club in the nation, to being the stand-in president when another member went to jail. Anthony Dowsley has been a crime reporter at Melbourne's Herald Sun since 2004. In that time, he's covered everything from homicides, solved and unsolved, to law and order reforms and police corruption. He famously broke the Lawyer X story, ultimately leading to the revelation that lawyer Nicola Gobbo, who acted for many underworld figures, was also Victoria Police Informant 3838. This led to a Royal Commission into Police Informants and to a shared Quill Award in 2018 and to the Graham Perkins Award for Journalist of the Year in 2019. But Anthony Dowsley is packing up his desk and moving on. It's the end of an era, and we're very honoured to have him in to discuss one of his specialty topics, which is gang-related crime in Australia. We begin this conversation with the interesting story of Hassan Topol, who you may not have heard of, but I have a feeling his story will be immortalised in the future. Not only is he a colourful character, but he's fully embraced technology, like any man his age would and it may prove to be his downfall. What sort of bikey was he? Because I know these days there's a lot of members of bikey clubs who don't have bikes. Yeah. um, Is he one of them or did he have a bike? Possibly at the start, but I think he had a bike. Mm. And given the way he looks, he was basically at a gym around here as a personal trainer in Brunswick somewhere. Mm. I don't know if that's where he met 
people that might have been associated with the Comancheros or how he actually got into them. But his ascension up the ranks was very fast. Would have to be. He's very young. So his family wasn't involved in the club? No, no. He was raised in Glenroy. He has a Turkish background mm-hmm. and hadn't really heard of him up until about 2015. And then all of a sudden you are hearing about this guy called Hassan Tapalk. And by 2017, he's in the thick of a large amount of shootings is what he's suspected of. Shootings that uh, were on other members of clubs, rivals, the sort of stuff that can make you a marked man very quickly. But also can make you a hard man within your club. I mean, that's probably how you rise up through the ranks pretty quick, isn't it? Well, within a few years, he's gone from being, you would assume, a prospect for the Comanchero, which is the most powerful club in the nation, Mm. to being the stand-in president when another member went to jail. The Comancheros would now be seen to be an extremely powerful group that has links to the Italian mafia. To the Calabrians? Yeah. So Operation Ironside, which was a major coup of the AFP about two years ago, they developed a a model where they could, they basically put a encrypted device into the Comancheros area. They sold it to their members and others. This is this Anon app? Yep, this is the Anon app. Oh my God, I didn't. Re- I knew it, there was a, an issue with it. I did not know it was developed by the cops. Well, it's a Trojan horse. Oh my God. Developed by the FBI and the Australian Federal Police. Wow. Basically, and they convinced the bikies to adopt it and use it as their app of choice. Yes. Oh my God. So all millions and millions of pieces of intelligence, all these communications that they were having each other with each other wow. were captured. So it's basically like talking into a microphone oh, wow. for a long time. Yeah. So that has been one of the tools on which Hassan Tapal's where he's at and whether he's still involved in the Comancheros or in general criminal activity uh, has come up. And he's still involved. He's still calling the shots from overseas. Mm. But in 2019, he had to get out of Australia and he made the decision to go uh, to Turkey. Why did he have to leave then? He is suspected of being involved in two shootings that killed two people who are not the intended targets. So police believe that a man by the name, a young man, um, teenager, I think, Mohammed Yusuf, I think he was in a garage, and he is not the intended target. He's got no criminal history. He's, He's just a kid. And we believe the intended target was a man by the name of Fashad Rasuli, who lives nearby. Mm. And the wrong man is shot. And there is another young man by the name of Zabi Ezija, and he is going into a house where there is a Mongol member living, and that Mongol member is a man by the name of um, Keshtia, Mohammed Keshtia, uh, otherwise known as Afghan Ali. Now, this is both in 2017. Kestia at that point had just gotten out of prison. Um, his links to the Mongols are only known from his prison days when he's, well, allegedly recruiting members inside prison for the Mongols. Comes out, is basically going to, we think, assert his power 
and become a big member of the Mongols, probably going to put some Comancheros offside or other members of other, other clubs because it's all about your area and how forceful you're going to be and who you're going to move in, who's going to move out. So a young man is killed outside Kestia's house. So they're two mistaken identity murders and uh, they are unsolved. This man here, uh, Hassan Topel, is a suspect in both of them, but he's also a suspect of more shootings. Uh, one occurred in on the Balti Bridge when a bandito was shot riding his motorcycle late at night. And there was other shootings such as the shooting of com- another Comanchero, Mark Balsili, who ended up with the Mongols. He is suspected of that shooting as well. So what do you do? You're staring down the barrel of either doing years and years in prison or down a real barrel. Mm. He got on a plane and headed for Turkey. Which and is where we he think still that's is? where he is now. Okay. Um, but interestingly, the Anom found the intelligence that he was still directing underlings here over drug deals. Mm. What sort of line of work are they in, the Comancheros? I think that the legitimate side of it, very much like the model of the mafia or any other major syndicate around the world, like the triads or anything like that, Mm. they all have similar kind of models, and that is to rise up the ranks, get rich, legitimise your money into businesses where you can can money launder. Like gyms. Like gyms. Yeah. And sometimes restaurants and and other things, and meet people and become powerful. Mm. But you've always got a target on your back. Sydney was very, very peaceful for a long time, but mm. now lately it, that's all off. Yeah. What's happened there? Well, they have in the western bits of Sydney where there's families that have dominated the drug scene, such as the Hamseys and so forth, they will have their enemies and those some of those enemies will be within bikey clubs. And I think a bikey club became involved in knocking over a family. No. I think it's 7-0 in terms of death. Oh, wow. Hmm. So if you think back to the Carl Williams era mm-hmm. and the Moran's era, Moran era, Carl has an interaction in a park with the two brothers, Mark and Jason. He's shot in the stomach. Shot in the guts. Over money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he starts... Wiping out those brothers. Yeah. Mm. So a similar thing has and, happened. And the, and the father, of course. Absolutely, Lewis. yeah. Mm. So it's a similar kind of scenario. There's bad blood. One team starts knocking over the other team. And so far, I don't think the Hamseys have hit back, but, you know, who knows. They have connections with, with the Comanchero and they're the sort of the most powerful bikey gang going around. They're not the only powerful one, but they seem to have been the one out of all of them that have connected themselves to extremely high drug importation. The Comancheros have boasted that they have such power that they can impose a tax on the docks. So if you are Mr. Drug Dealer from somewhere else or from in Australia. You've got to pay them a tax for safe passage to get through what they call the door of the docks. So drug 
trafficking heavily relies on what you call an insider, a trusted insider, someone who works in the shipping industry or on the docks or maybe both to get your drugs into the country. They can be dumped at sea. They can be put in compartments within boats. They can be put in containers on boats. Um, The most recent activity is they're getting huge industrial magnets. They're getting divers to go beneath these huge tankers and they're sticking their drugs to either the outside of the boat, underneath the waterline, yeah, and then they get divers in cold grey water <laughs> to go and lift these hundreds of kilos and take them mm. from docks around Australia or New Zealand or wherever they may stop. It's all about the safe passage of those drugs. I mean, how much is this industry worth, do you think, just, just within Australia? Billions. Yeah, billions. Yeah. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Well, I think that the mafia, especially the Calabrian mafia or the Nandrangheta, as they call them, Mm. they control, they say, around about 80% of the world's cocaine. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know exactly how it works, but you've got the cartels in South America that make the drugs and you've got the Italians, Calabrians of of many different areas working together to get them around the world. So they've got the allegiances with the cartels in South America and they've got the allegiances with large bikey gangs and probably others for where it comes to and gets sold. We have some of the highest prices in the world 
for cocaine and the demand here is thirsty very very high mm. um it's you know it's commonplace for people to take it on a night out so the demand is so high that where you have find that much demand you'll always find that there will be a supply yeah correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like we don't hear much about that group in the news what we had our Gang wars that we had in the 90s and the early 2000s were kind of a, more of a bogan Australian gang members. Mm-hmm. This we're talking about bikies. And as we said earlier, we've had the Calabrian groups around for hundreds of years. And there's lots of great movies about them, but we mm. don't really and truly hear, I don't see you writing a series about them or things like that really in the media. Are um, they better at it? Yes. They don't get their hands dirty. So they're removed. Some of them are potentially household names that are associated with these groups. They get themselves into legitimate businesses, although they don't divorce themselves from criminal activity completely. That's not what they're doing day in, day out. So they're almost like advisors. They p- People seek their advice, like you would see in this scene in, in The Godfather. Mm. In the 70s and early 80s in Australia, there was a politician called Al Grasby, mm-hmm. senator. Yes, I remember him. Yes, I vaguely remember him, and I remember my parents laughing and saying, oh, he's a gangster. Yes. It and seemed obvious. It Well, looking back, certainly, and, and as I say, it seemed like an open secret in mm. Australia, mm. and he obviously denied it, said that's outrageous. Did he have links with the Calabrians? That's what they think. Mm. I mean, I think that he was seen visiting or associating with Griffith uh, families, mm. and Griffith is the stronghold of and traditionally of the Calabrian Mafia or the Ndrangheta mm. uh, in Australia. But you'll find that um, there are significant families in South Australia and Perth. Keith Moore, uh, you know. And Melbourne. Keith Moore is not a member. No, he is not. I was going to say, no, I was going to say a former colleague of yours. Yes, he, he knows a lot about it. He does. He wrote that great, great book. And because I'm just want people to know you and I are not making this up about Griffith. We're not maligning Griffith, the town. No, it's a good town. And, yeah. And, and, and this is a fact. Crimson Grass Castles, yes. the true story of Trimboli, Mr. Asia. And um, look, it's a great book and it's extraordinary, the history mm. of, of the town. And, you know, the town became significant because of the murder of Donald McKay. A politician. In the 1970s. Just, yeah. He was campaigning on an anti-drugs policy and there was marijuana crops all over the place. You know, that, that, that wasn't the beginning for them. They'd been here for many, many, many years. Mm. But Griffiths became synonymous with some families and they remain there. Thank you to our very special guest, Anthony Dowsley. And you can hear more of Anthony Dowsley on the podcast, The Devil's Apprentice. It's the story of one of Australia's most shocking crimes, the murder of two policemen in cold blood. It's also the story of one of the men convicted of that crime and his 22-year fight for freedom. That's The Devil's Apprentice, and you can subscribe to that podcast wherever you subscribe to all of your other podcasts. Thank you for downloading this episode of Australian True Crime. We'll be back next week. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. 
the world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.